Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie Ann Hobayan. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Hey loves, before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about my new free five-day workshop called You Are Worthy. So many of us women, especially women of color, are conditioned to believe that we don't deserve the best. The best car, the best clothes, the best highest paying jobs, the best health care, the best love. We tend to shrink ourselves, overextend ourselves to please others, thinking that settling is good enough. But what if that were not true? What if we built and boosted our self-love so that we could step up into our full worth? Imagine what could be possible. Imagine living your best life, one beyond your wildest dreams. Join me on February 1st for this five-day workshop that takes you through breath, movement, meditation, and mantra to help you boost self-love and reconnect with and deeply listen to the most important person in the world, you. When you connect with your deepest divine self, everything is possible. Enrollment is now open at suryagiyan.com slash you are worthy. Now on today's episode. Hello loves. Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa in Verse. How are you on this beautiful morning? I am here today with a special guest who I met actually virtually, which is, um, I guess, how people meet these days, right? On Facebook groups and various things. Um, so I want to welcome to the show a really amazing person who I felt connected with right away, even virtually, even before we met via video chat or phone call or whatever. Um, and a mutual friend of ours introduced us, and I am grateful to Ashley for that. So I want to welcome to the show, Autumn Saunders. Hi. Hi. Thank you so uh, much, Leslie Ann. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So I want to say a little bit about you so our listeners can know who you are. Um, you are a mother, as, I, as am I a soul dancer, and I love that, a lover of life. See people, she's perfect for our show. Guided by the heart, she passionately guides women to discover their unique pathway to self-healing, self-leadership, and freedom through embodiment, creativity, compassion, and connection. All the good things, all the things. She is a soul flower doula, daring to rest facilitator. Oh my God, rest is so, so important a Nia movement artist, which I will mention in a second what that is, a poet, a singer, songwriter, budding herbalist, and creatrix of Be the Medicine, a framework and future guidebook for coming home to the beauty and brilliance of our true selves. <gasps> okay, before I get all gushy, um, just so you know, Nia movement, okay, so Nia moving to heal focuses on the joy of movement, body awareness, body gratitude, moving in your natural time for healing body, mind, emotion, and spirit. Hey loves, before we dive into today's episode, I wanna tell you about my new free five-day workshop called You Are Worthy. So many of us women, especially women of color, are conditioned to believe that we don't deserve the best. The best car, the best clothes, the best highest paying jobs, the best health care, the best love. We tend to shrink ourselves, 
overextend ourselves to please others, thinking that settling is good enough. But what if that were not true? What if we built and boosted our self-love so that we could step up into our full worth? Imagine what could be possible. Imagine living your best life, one beyond your wildest dreams. Join me on February 1st for this five-day workshop that takes you through breath, movement, meditation, and mantra to help you boost self-love and reconnect with and deeply listen to the most important person in the world, you. When you connect with your deepest divine self, everything is possible. Enrollment is now open at suryagian.com slash you are worthy. Now on today's episode. Yes, welcome to the show, Autumn. So, so if you guys are interested in her, I am going to put her contact information in the show notes so you can find her. Um, beautiful, beautiful spirit. Love it. Okay, so we're going to start our episode like we always do with our Hafez Tome of Poems called The Gift. And so I'm just going to like rustle the pages right at the microphone and see what happens. Oh. All right, this one is one of my favorites. It's called The Body a Tree. The body a tree, God a wind. When he moves me like this, like this, angels bump heads with each other, gathering beneath my cheeks, holding their wine barrels, catching the brilliant tear, pearl rain. Mm. Would you like me to read that again? Yes, please. All right. The body, a tree. The body, a tree, God, a wind. When he moves me like this, like this, angels bump heads with each other, gathering beneath my cheeks, holding their wine barrels, catching the brilliant tear Pearl rain. So what are you feeling right now? What are you responding to? I just have a tear. When I heard my body, a tree, it it just went all straight through my bones, down to the soles of my feet, straight into the heart of Mother Earth. Mm. I felt immediately strengthened. Um, and then when you got to the, the tear, a pearl, ugh, my whole heart filled. Mm. And I felt this sense of relief with the the watering of my eyes and that that dewy uh, that nectar of life force mm. moving through me mm. and, and and the 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 middle part of the poem was like a it was like a dance in the breeze and but feeling rooted during the dance as the way a tree sways and 
evoking all of the life force moving through the body in ripples and waves and landing in that, that sweet pearl of nectar that we, we can carry with us. And it, I felt a sense of relief, release, mm -hmm. and the aliveness that, that is, is available mm. when we pause. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And as you were talking, my whole body was like, you know, like high vibes. I was, I was definitely picking up on your energy as you were talking, how much the poem connected with you. And that's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. And I've read this poem so many times and every time it's different, you know, every time I receive it differently, but when I share it with somebody and they have a response to it, it just makes it that much more rich for me. And so I thank you for that. That that's amazing. And I just yeah. love watching you move your body. <laughs> I, thank, I thank you. And you know, the thing about poetry is that I really believe it's meant to be voiced, you know, and when, when you read it, I could feel your, I could, it was moving through your body and your mm -hmm. body's resonance. And then I was receiving the words and also your voice and that resonance that, that then filled me with more of that. It brings the, the humanness out of the poem mm. that it, it's that the words are like the, the container or the vehicle for the voice to flow through. And so when, when we actually speak words out loud in story or poem, it, it brings it to a whole nother level. I and mean, of course it's beautiful to sit alone and contemplate and, and read a poem. I mean, that's a different experience, but the, the gathering and bringing it forward through the voice, um, that really did something to my body that would be different from me reading it, um, you know, off of the page. And I wanted to share that <laughs> I, I don't usually wear jewelry. And today I put this pearl, um, little pearl bracelet on right before I was getting on this call. And it was not my plan. I just, I said, something in me said, get, get some, get that, get something on your wrist. Cause sometimes I like to play with something as I'm talking. Yeah. And I opened up my box and I don't have a lot of jewelry, but I have this little pearl uh, bracelet and it's just a, a little elastic thing. It's not real pearls, but I love to, to touch it. And, mm. uh, you know, like mala beads or something. So I put yeah. it on my wrist and I was doing, uh, you know, touching the pearls. And then the poem was the pearl. Oh, and it just, oh my God. Beautiful. And then, and another thing with pearls in Nia, which you had just talked about Nia, one of the, um, one of the things we do as teachers is we, we bring pearls as we're guiding students in the class and we call them their spirit pearls. And they are little images that we bring uh, during, during the movement that help people to connect with their spirit. And they come from a spirit guided um, uh, a connection while we're in the movement. So it's not like mm. we just you know, make up the pearl ahead of time necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes we can use other teachers that use pearls or the people who have um, the, the choreographers, but, but we get our own. It's like, we're doing the movement, we're teaching and then something comes in. Mm. You know? 
and it's a pearl and we say it and it's, it's very poetic it's so it, this is all just ooh, oh my god I love it I love it <laughs> we're on <laughs> I know I'm like you keep talking I'm like say more say more this is amazing I love how um this poem came forward uh because of the very reasons that you that you touched on but also you know just in my introduction of you you do a lot of of mind body spirit connection with movement and so can you tell us a little bit about how that how that works first in general right in in terms of healing in terms of becoming our truest selves through the techniques that you're using so how does that work but then how does that work for you as first as student but then as teacher as facilitator because i i feel like those are two different experiences and i be i'm i'm interested in learning more about how you use movement um, in the work that you do? Wow, that's a great question. I don't think I've been asked that before. So especially the, the distinction between the experience of teaching, of guiding and of uh, doing it for oneself. So um, can you start, ask me again, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I just, I just what? went, blah. <laughs> here's a big essay question all in one big chunk. <laughs> um, well, we can start with, we can start with movement, right? And how you're using movement to, what, to connect mind, body, and spirit for healing, for allowing ourselves to truly embody our, our deepest, most authentic selves. So okay. how does that, how does that work? Yeah, great. Chunk it down. That's perfect. I, <laughs> yeah. Start there. So, well, first of all, I think of the body as an instrument. So it is the instrument we have to do life with. Mm. So when I think of it that way, it's like we're playing it and it's being played at mm. once. Right, so we have uh, whatever is on the outside of us that we're responding to with the body. And then we have what's moving within us that we're responding to and then using our body to respond with what's on the outside. Mm -hmm. So it's this, this dance of integrating all of the time mm. what is coming from us and what is coming to us. So it, the body is, is the thing that is the container that integrates all of it, right? So when we talk about body, mind, spirit, all of it together, it's, it's like, we can't, we, we kind of can't not be, you know, having it all together. The right. thing is, I think that we think because we stay in our minds, in our, in our, brains too much we've we we're conditioned to be um you know disconnected from our body and talking heads that kind of thing right this is our cultural conditioning and the way we live but i think that we, we in reality we're not so disconnected hmm. like, like our perception is that we're disconnected right so in in terms of the movement for myself how i view it or how i have known it as a healing medicine mm. is that when I pay attention, then I notice and I feel 
that I actually am connected. And when I say connected, it's the body, mind, emotion, spirit, and connected to nature, Mm. which is Mm -hmm. source. Mm -hmm. So the simplest way, and of course, you know, this is the breath, right? The breath is movement and it's, it's the simplest way to begin, um, to notice the breath. And when we notice the breath, we notice the movement in our bodies mm-hmm. immediately. And that's yeah. what happened when you read the poem. Yeah. You know, so it's my, my body is a tree. And as soon as I, I connect with that sensation of, of stillness, right? The tree is the trunk is just, it's boom, it's there, it's grounded. Yeah. So when yeah. I connect with that and I just stop, then I'm still breathing. I call the attention then to my breath and I allowed myself to feel it. And it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to connect to my breath now. But the poem caused that sensation. And then I could allow my body to do what it does, do what it wants to do. And it Mm -hmm. makes me think of the, um, there's a poem by Mary Oliver, and I cannot remember the name of it, but she talks about the wild animal, the, the animal of the body, like doing what it does or doing yeah. what it wants to do. Do you know? The, I don't remember. I know the, I'm familiar with the poem. I just don't remember which one. Yeah. And so uh, we'll get it for the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it, it reminds me of that kind of feeling. So, so really the, the movement in the first uh, instance is, is just connecting with our wild self, our animal. Um, and, and for me, it started when I was a little girl and, um, it wasn't something I thought about, but I just, I love being barefoot in mm. my backyard, yeah. feeling that coolness of the grass and the softness and, um, and, and I was just moving. And if, if I felt moved to dance, I would dance or skip or whatever roll, um, on the ground, um, and get your dress dirty. No, just kidding. <laughs> yes. I'm only teasing. Yeah. Oh, I was a girl that, you know, loved to wear dresses and also get muddy and climb trees. So yeah, uh, still am. Um, yeah. Right on, right <laughs> on. But um, so, yeah, it's just, um, so really the, in the, in the movement, that's where it starts for me is what I would say is this, mm. this kind of um, it's a relationship with the body. It's a, it's a loving of the body. It's a, it's a wanting to know about this instrument. How does it work? What does it do? What can it do? Um, Being curious. And and it really is very childlike. And the more that I, that I do movement as healing for myself and the much, and especially the more I teach it, the more I go back to the sensation and the experiences of being a young child that mm. is just curious about this body. I mean, we don't have words for it then, but like if there's a hill to roll down, okay. I wanting to like go, oh, I want to do that. What does that feel like? Right? What does it yeah. feel like to reach up and 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 hold onto the limbs of a tree and pull yourself up? You know, that's strength, right? And then or, or get if it's down, me, it's I'm just gonna hang there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so all of that comes into play. And then in the teaching of it, it's really guiding 
people to connect with the sensations in their body mm. through yeah. play and through really um, connecting with joy. And, and in Nia, joy, joy of movement is the first principle of Nia. Mm. So that's, uh, there's a, a whole lot more, but that's, that's the top priority. So if, if I'm teaching and I'm not, I don't have that, then the rest of it kind of, you know, isn't going to be apart. Exactly. So yeah. that's always the focus and the rest um, comes into play. And that, as I said, just brings me back to that joy of, of actually being alive and being in a body and feeling that, that we, mm. we do when we're, when we're little until it yeah. gets taken and, and we get, you know, you're supposed to sit down or, right. you know, sit in a right. chair all day, or you can't move like this because it's not, you know, acceptable Lady-like. or whatever. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a relearning. It's an unlearning. The teaching mm-hmm. is like an unlearning yes. and then a, a re reintegrating the body. Or even a remembering. Right? Remembering. Absolutely. A remembering. And that's, yeah. that's re-membering too, right? Yeah, it's, totally. It's, we got yeah. limbs that are members, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's the parts of ourselves. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you said that because that really is, is uh, that really, that word really brings it all together. Yeah, know? yeah. Because as you're talking about it, you know, a lot of, a lot of little questions are popping up. You know, one thing that I observed that I wanted to reflect back to you was, um, that the mind, body, and spirit are all one. Like it's always connected. It's always in this container of the physical body. We just need to pay attention, right? Right, we're already whole. But, and then this sort of leads to the next thing of how do you personally encourage others to to see that, to to pay attention, to get curious? Because a lot of us, are in this sort of autopilot zone out mode of existence, right? Where we're just like, all right, we're going to do this. I mean, I want to say lately, you know, probably especially with the pandemic, people are becoming more, um, (laughs) for lack of a better way of expressing it, more existential where where they're like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, what's the meaning of my life? What's my purpose? Um, Let me run to meditation. Let me run to yoga, whatever it is. So, so how, how do we invite or how do you specifically invite folks to to come to these understandings that that you have in relationship to the body because you know there are the skeptics who are like yeah well you know i guess my body's here but i'm all about thinking 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 you know like when people want to try meditation for the first time you know they say things like oh i can't meditate i'm so restless i'm so adhd i'm so this i'm so that you know i got to go 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 what do you say to those folks who want to do the kind of work that we're doing, but, but have already sort of defeated themselves before they even started? Mm. Yeah, that is a great question. And um, <clears throat> first of all, I will confess that I struggle with that sometimes too. So it's not like um, I'm You found here. the secret formula and <laughs> you're like on cloud nine. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I've actually, um, in the last several months, I, I've not really done a lot of quote unquote movement, but I Mm. have, you Mm. know, I haven't been, um, I've really slacked off on my Nia practice and I've just 
made a commitment to um, doing more of it because I'm, I'm going to be starting to teach again. I kind of took a little break, you know, things. Hmm. It's been a difficult time for all of us. You know, yeah. it's been a weird time and it's yeah. been a, uh, an obviously, you know, an unusual time. Um, but one of the main things I think that <clears throat> for me anyway, and I, and I, I would think this relates to a lot of people is that the regular rhythm that we have been accustomed to having um, from the external things that we do in our life, the nine to five job or the school hours and those sorts of things uh, or maybe the travel schedule that we have for our business or whatever it is, um, those things have all been upended. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, they change and you get used to it and it's like, oh wait, we're going to change it again. No, we're going to change it again. So it's a lot of, yeah. So as soon as you find a rhythm, it's like, it changes. And I yeah. know that's yeah. been in my life with, um, I have kids in school, one in college, um, you know, one at home with, um, high school. I mean, it's literally changing. I can hardly keep up with the schedule. Right. Right. Um, my, anything that I was doing regularly outside of the home, you know, teaching or whatever has changed. So it's really calling me and I believe all of us to, to find our internal rhythm, which is one Mm. of the things that I teach about and is part of the be the medicine um, framework is uh, rise rest rejuvenate it's the finding that daily rhythm but that said I struggle with that too <laughs> you know and like I'm just like everybody else and so mm. what the first thing is in terms of uh, how do I get people to you know kind of get on board with it or with anything meditation movement whatever it is it's really like, first of all, to go, okay, don't think that uh, you're going to have it right away. And even when you do have it, you still have to maintain it. Because right. even those who, um, you know, there, there's no, there's no getting to like way up here. Right. You know, when you get to way up here, when you get to the next level, there's another level. I mean, we're infinite. So yeah, yeah. So to expect that. And so I don't try to um, present myself as if like, I'm up here. I have the same struggles that everybody else does, right? So here's the thing that I do. Um, I do it for myself and I do it for others. So I trick myself. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, have to you, like- You have you know, to, it, the yes. ego is very sneaky. Yes, and so <laughs> uh, I have to find ways to kind of trick myself out of my own resistance. And so um, one of the ways I do that is, is play. Mm. I love to have fun. I mean, pretty much if it's not fun, I really don't want to do it. So that's one of the reasons I love, I love Nia and I love, um, because Leah is, is uh, different to other dance forms. Cause I have studied dance and you know, modern dance and jazz and stuff, but it wasn't like I walked into the class and they're like, oh, it's about the joy of movement. No, it's about getting the steps right. Mm. That's not always as fun. I mean, sometimes it's fun, but, um, but so, I think of movement as a way to, uh, to play. So if, if what I suggest to people is that um, to find what's fun for them. And a lot of times it's music. Mm. If there is a piece of music that you just love or maybe something from back in the day. I mean, I do these dance parties in my house um, which has basically been my, my movement of the last six months um, instead of doing my, all of my formal Nia practice. I mean, I, have been doing Nia, but not as regular as usual. 
Um, but I'll just put on a playlist or put on some song that I loved you know, mm. back in the day. Like um, mm-hmm. I had Casey and the Sunshine Band on the other night. I had, that's the way I like it. You know, that's the way uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right. So who, like, how can you not dance? Right. 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 So, um, and then I pulled my husband off up off the couch. I mean, he, you know, he was game. So I was, I mean, it was random. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah. but that's <laughs> the best kind. Him. He was like doing some work on his computer. I was like, we got to dance right now. So then we're jamming out in the living room and we're, you know, and then the, one of the kids comes down and it's like looking at me with that look, you know, they're teenagers. Yeah. So like, oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. My parents are yeah. so weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get that look all the time. <laughs> so anyway, those are the, those are some of the ways. So I suggest starting there. And once you mm. have the fun, mm. it makes you want to do it again. Right. And sometimes it's, um, just taking a walk, you know, going to some place that makes you feel good. Um, I live near the Delaware River and um, I sometimes like, I just want to see the river. So I have to walk there, you know, I'm not going to drive. It's only a few blocks away. So, oh, so awesome. I bundle myself up, even if it's cold. And then I realize, oh, hey, I've had a little walk, you know, mm, yeah. and I just feel yeah. good. So yeah. Those are ways, simple ways to just start small. Yeah. And then with, with meditation, um, I teach daring to rest yoga nidra, which is uh, yoga nidra, the ancient um, sleep meditation, I call it. You lie down to wake up. And daring to rest is a method that also combines and um, integrates women's empowerment and leadership into uh, yoga nidra. So we do a whole program where we are, are using yoga nidra and creative practices and really listening to our inner voices to uh, get in touch with, with what we're really about, what we're, what we're really, um, what our big dreams are. And we're mm. shedding layers of exhaustion, you know, mm. all along the way, our physical exhaustion, emotional exhaustion um, and life purpose exhaustion, right? <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> you know, what do we really want? Mm. And so with that, my trick um, is, is to, you know, it's meditation, but with yoga nidra, you just lie down. It's like taking a nap. And so I can get people to take a nap, right? right? right. And to guide them. I can get myself to take a nap. It's like, I don't feel like meditating. Cause I was never a big uh, formal meditator. I mean, I've tried and I, you know, have that training and all of that, but you know, do this type of breath and do the, you know, if I'm not in a group of people going to a class, like I won't do it by myself. Right. <laughs> but lay down and take a nap and listen to a guided voice. And like, I can do that. So <laughs> I tasked myself to take, you know, take a 20 minute nap every day. Like, yeah. 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 So th- those are my little, I'll call them tricks or, little, um, it, it makes me feel like, um, or reminds me of, it's like a little, one of those little, um, little gnomes or sprites or something, you know, it's like a little fairy that's like, I'm gonna, you know, just kind of trick you a little trickster, you know, yeah, it's gonna yeah, get yeah, you yeah. to do something that you're supposed, that you're supposed to do. So something I think that's good that for you, way. but we're not going to tell you that it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then you resist. So yes. we're just going to say, Oh, just, you know, do that. 
like the way your parents get you to eat, you know, spinach or whatever it is. You yeah. Know, you're going to be like Popeye, the sailor man. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> if you eat your spinach, you'll get big biceps. <laughs> well, I have a, um, a, um, something came up while you were talking and I'd love these. I love these, these little tips, these, these invitations to, to begin practice. Um, but as you were talking, I was thinking um, as, as women of color, we are conditioned to, and I, I, I know that others have also been conditioned this way, but we more so are conditioned to think or believe that we don't deserve things. We don't deserve rest. We don't deserve self-care. We don't deserve to do anything for ourselves, any of that stuff. So how, like, say, speak on that a little bit, because, you know, it's, it's interesting as, as I'm watching the, the quote unquote new age slash spirituality, and I hate to say this, but industry, right? The wellness industry, you know, as I see it expand, um, often women of color are not included in that conversation. And now I, I, you know, I want to say that there are, there are people out there who are, you know, making inroads um, in that respect for our community, but uh, the messaging is is really turned down low. Where where it's like, where is our place in in wellness, in in taking care of ourselves and healing ourselves? So I wanted to to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, that that's that's a great topic to bring up, uh, Lizanne. Um, so one thing that that jumped out at me that you said was we're not included in the conversation. And that is true um, in this, you know, billion dollar industry, <clears throat> which, you know, the fact that it's an industry is a whole nother thing, but right. 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 <laughs> right? So that's, that's a whole nother thing, but um, we're not included in the conversation. And so what I am realizing and have been in these last um many years, but also really particularly in this last year or so, last couple of years, like really noticing that and realizing that we can have our own conversation. I can start the conversation. Mm -hmm. You and I are having this conversation now. And so that just flipped it around for me. And yeah. it really was like, uh, just, it, it's a matter of, of a, giving oneself permission, which mm -hmm. is the whole thing in the first place, right? Right. We need to give ourselves permission to even heal. Mm -hmm. And in Nia, we describe um, healing as, as a feeling better. Mm. You know, it's that simple because yeah. healing doesn't mean that we're fixed. Healing right. doesn't mean that we're not going to die. You mm. know, I mean, a lot of times I think uh, that and I learned this from my, my own mother's death that, um, you know, I felt that she was healed and she mm. died, mm. right? So we're all going to face death when it's our time. Right. Know? And that's right. not something that we can change. Um, but what we do have agency over is how we live when we're here, mm -hmm. which I believe sets us up for a beautiful transition mm. into the next realm of wherever that is. Mm -hmm. And so giving ourselves 
permission to feel better, to heal, to be on that path, I believe gives us the opportunity to live the best life so that when we do meet the doorway of death, of, of transition, of transformation, that we are in our fullness, mm. in our full expression. And really our life is constantly evolving. I mean, I, I feel that, um, you know, I, I, keep, I go back to this example of my mother because she was also a poet and uh, she wrote up until she couldn't write anymore. And it was about seven days before she, she passed that um, she wrote her last poem and her last lines are, I am a whole spirit still dancing in the sunlight of the Lord. When I am ready, I will lay my head down in his silver grass. But now I live. Mm. Oh my God, amazing, beautiful, gorgeous. Oh, I feel like she's here. I feel like, and this, and this is going back to what you said um, at the beginning of, um, of our conversation, you speaking her words have, has brought her to life, has brought her in our presence. Um, and, and just that alone, I can feel that she was an amazing person and an amazing poet. I mean, those, those lines, I'm like, oh my God, amazing. And to have that, that clarity as she is moving closer to her death and to have that peace in relationship to being alive in that moment that she's writing those lines, knowing that she's, she's near the end. It's astonishing and, and so beautiful. I thank you for sharing that. That was amazing. Oh, you're welcome. It really... Um... That was 21 years ago and she was 52 mm. and I am 52 now. Mm. So uh, it's time for you to write a poem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and she really, she danced with breast cancer for about five years, pretty um, mm. was stage four right off the get go. But the thing that I learned and I, I just has been with me since she died is that is, is that we have the power to live, mm. you know, um, even when things are hard and, you know, and just, so in terms of being woman of color and having these conversations about healing and wellness, um, and how do we include ourselves in that conversation? I, I just really believe the first step is to, to recognize that we're here because there has been an incredible amount of healing and resilience and um, strength passed down mm -hmm. to us. I really, you know, I connect with the ancestors as you, we just witnessed here with my mother. I mean, she's, it's, it's funny because I feel like my relationship with her is more powerful since she has been an ancestor Mm. Many ways than it was when she was alive. I was 31 mm -hmm. when she died, and you know, like all mother-daughter relationships, you know, there's there's some some friction there. Even yeah. though she was like my best friend, and also you know, 
got on my nerves, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm sure <laughs> I got normal. on my nerves. Right. So you have daughters, you know, so yeah. it, it's, you know, um, but there's something that we can draw upon. Um, and especially this is for women of color that we can, we, I feel that we, we naturally are more connected with, with our ancestors, even though we may not know it consciously. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know how to explain that exactly, but, um, there's just I, a sense, there's like a you sense. can just, you can yeah. just sense it. Yeah. And there's something to do with, um, also in terms of the, the embodiment is there's something in, in terms of being restricted and denied from, from access to some of the um, <clears throat> academia, um, you know, more intellectual kind of um, success or moving up the ranks. I believe that that has actually been a gift mm. because many of the things that have been passed down to us are through story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through story, through song, through, uh, through a medium that is a much more direct connection than um, kind of a whole bunch of words on a page. You right. know, it's really right. a visceral, it's an embodied connection. And so we are much closer to that source, yeah. I believe, that it's yeah. just a livingness. I know that from my experience of, you know, songs I sang in church or that kind of thing. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's soul yeah soul music and so um and cooking and cooking yes yes and dance is such a huge part of that yes right so I mean when I was growing up if there was a you know music on people were dancing somebody was you know somebody was moving and so and because in um I mean I'm speaking from myself from a black culture um that American of course um that there wasn't that kind of inhibitions, um, you mm. know, unless we're around white people and we have to be proper or something like that. Right, and, right, right. You know, I felt that that wasn't always, that wasn't the case. And so we could, I felt like I could really move freely mm. as, as a child. And, mm. um, and uh, my mother is actually, she's white and her side of the family is white. My, my dad's side is black. And so on my mother's side of the family, I could see around white people much more, uh, of an, a, a stiffness or even mm. if people were dancing, but a much more yeah. of a, like a held back who's looking at me, held, exactly a held back from, from the body. Mm. So, um, so it's just for women of color, it's like really honoring those roots. And, and, and uh, I mean, we can all honor our roots, of course, but I just think particularly it's knowing that we already have so much. We don't actually need to look outside. Yeah. We can really look in our own culture. We remember back to things like humming, um, yeah. you know, rocking, um, and just moving the body when one feels moved, singing without caring who's, you know, hearing you. Right. Um, right. making up a riff, whatever it is. And the other thing is to believe that we deserve to heal. And um, now that's a little bit tricky because 
we all have self-doubt. I mean, I know I did. And I mm -hmm. realized at one point that um, I actually needed to write it down. And I did yeah. this and I would encourage everyone to do this. Um, I wrote down, I deserve to heal or something to that effect. I mm, can't remember. It's mm. in a book somewhere, but like I made this conscious choice and commitment to myself. And, and by writing that down, I recognized the self-doubt that I had that like, wow, some, some part of me thinks that I don't deserve this, mm -hmm. but I do. Yeah. And even if other, even if I don't see others that look like me, uh, as the teacher, because I really, I don't think I ever have had, um, trying to recall, I've, I've never had a black yoga teacher. I don't even know if, um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, there's so many more now and I see them online all the time, so, which is amazing. Um, but you know, back going back, going back, you know, I've had dance teachers, but never, never in yoga space. Mm -hmm. So even if there aren't folks that look like like me uh, or, you know, other women of color, I can still see myself in that picture, right? Mm. So we need to de declare that for ourselves. And, and I feel that the pathway to connect with that is to go back and feel the ancestors, mm. right? Recognize those women in your life or if you're a man, could be men, but I just, <laughs> I work with women. So yeah. uh, the, it, it's like, see those women and how did they, how did they get through? Yeah. You know, cause we're still here. Right. So right. yes, it was hard. And yes, there were things that were challenges, but one of the biggest messages I took from my aunts and my grandmothers, like the joy, I mean, just, you know, maybe, you know, things are tough and we don't have money or whatever it is, or, you know, we don't get to have our big dreams because there's, there's a restriction on that. But, but when it's time to dance, I'm dancing, <laughs> you know, I'm not right. holding back. Right. And that is, uh, that is just, it's a legacy that we mm. have to tap into. And yeah. so that, that's, yeah. 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 I think, I think you, I think you, you hit it on the head when you said that, you know, that's a, that's the legacy that we need to tap into because I think for a lot of us, given our, our crazy um, culture of digitized existence, you know, we forget that we come from somewhere, you know, like a lot of us just are like, oh, we'll just hop on Zoom and talk to people, I'll text people, I'll email people. Everything is abstract because it's not tangible. We can't touch it. We can't hug it or smell it or whatever. Um, and so it's, it's more, it's easier for us to forget the legacy until something happens. Like we're faced with illness, you know, like we're faced with challenges or hardships, like lose a job or someone gets sick or, you know, I mean, that's sort of the, the, the common narrative in these pandemic times that, um, the question then becomes, okay, what do you do in that case? What do you do in that, that mode of crisis? Do you recall, do you remember the legacy of, of women, we're going to stick with women because that's where it's at, right? Um, of how, how much they have gone through to make sure that you are here now. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I think that remembering is really key. Um, and to, to figure out how to shake off that, that pattern of thinking of, you know, oh, I don't deserve this, or I'm not worthy, or, you know, I think what you said about writing it down is really an important step, because we're able to get our thoughts outside of ourselves, and see it with our own eyes. And then something will process, you know, the, the brain will be like, oh, that's a statement, you know, the ego will be like, but we don't believe that statement. But the subconscious might be like, oh, I know that statement. I am worthy. I forgot, you know, so there's so many different layers that are happening inside of us that to externalize, I think is a great first step towards healing and revising even just our thoughts. I mean, you know, never, I mean, of course the physical healing is great, but sometimes our subconscious gets in the way of the physical healing. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate you you sharing that, writing it down, because I think that's a great tip for for our listeners to start. If you're thinking of, you know, yeah, that sounds all great for you guys. You know, you're on the path of meditation and movement and joy. It's easy for you to say, you know, they're the the people who are who aren't even starting on this journey, but want to. Um, Yes, yes. And it's, you know, keep it simple. I mean, the thing is, is that um, the writing it down, it, uh, I actually heard this statistic and I don't know where it's from, but it was in a book or something, but that it was about goal setting. Um, Mm. and this isn't actually goal setting, but it's still the same principle. So by writing something down, by simply writing it down, you have a 42% more, uh, better chance of actually achieving or completing that goal. So like, whoa, when I heard that, I was like, wow. And I know it works because I've been doing it. I actually write every morning. Uh, and, um, but it's huge. It's huge. So if, if you write down every day, I deserve to feel better. Mm. Another technique that I do is, um, I, I talk to myself in the mirror. Mm. You know, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, hello, beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> or I love it. You no, know, it's like I talk to my body and we do that in Nia and moving to heal. We actually talk to our body. We do at the end of every class, a body gratitude walk. We start mm. out with body awareness. So we tune into what is stuck, mm. what is feeling stress. So it's not like, it's like, oh, it's all joy and sunshine and roses and rainbows. It isn't like that because life isn't like that. But the mm-hmm. thing about joy is that in order we we're accessing joy is really, I define it as a life force energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's that, that, that energy that gives us a, our aliveness, right? Yeah. But we also yeah. feel pain. Anyone who's yeah. given birth understands this. And, you know, yeah. even if you haven't, you, you, they may have first you, can imagine. you can imagine, right? <laughs> but, but why is that built in? Okay. I mean, yeah. like it's built into every body, every, every female body, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we, go through a passage, we go through a portal Mm -hmm. where we get to release and transform. And so going back to the poem from the beginning, Mm -hmm. that sensation, that tear, the tears are holy. You know, that's the pearl from the tears. We just, it's the water we get to release. I mean, you think of birth and we're, we're, we're in this amniotic fluid the waters Mm -hmm. break and we come rushing out. Yeah. this portal 
-hmm. into our earth, right? Into our bodies. And so this cycle is happening all of the time. It's happening all around us in nature. We're going through the seasons. We're rebirthing Mm -hmm. every year. We're rebirthing every cycle of the moon. Um, Following the moon cycles is amazing. You know, following your menstrual cycle or following the moon cycle is available to anyone, whether you have a menstrual cycle or not. You know, these are ways that we can call over the, uh, the, the, the receiving and releasing, you know, sleep is also another mechanism of that. We, Hmm. we, we, we clear, we get this like cosmic cleansing while we're sleeping. So we open Hmm. ourselves to receive anew. And so these just tuning into all of these natural things is really just paying attention. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You make it sound so easy. Well, (laughs) just pay attention. It's like, yeah, pay attention. But you know, it's like, choose one thing. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's hard though for the overachievers, you know? Oh yeah. I don't, yeah, I can't relate to overachievers. That's the problem. But um, I really kind of relate to slackers. But you know, the thing is, is that whatever, what you feel drawn to, what you feel is like calling you, again, going back to the child, what am I curious about? You know, when, you know, when you're playing in the playground with a bunch of kids, I mean, go back, right? You're like five, you know, you're on the play, five, six, you're on the playground and you're playing a game and you're like in it and you're in it and you, whatever it is, I don't know, it's, maybe it's house, maybe it's school, you know, I'm a girl. So we used to play some of that stuff, you yeah. know, or maybe yeah, it's yeah. some kind of whatever it is, but you're in this world, right? Mm-hmm. You're totally playing it. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, it switches up because like, you're not interested in that anymore. You're curious about something else, but you're just as curious about the new thing. It's like, yeah. let's go make a mud pie. Okay. Right. I'm done with house. It. Let's go over here. Exactly. <laughs> and so this is the kind of spirit where it's like, you do it because it feels good. Mm. That's why we play because it yeah. feels good. And when yeah. it, when it's enough, you go, okay, it's enough. And you go do something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you're making the transition from, okay, it's enough. It's like, oh, hey, that was fun. And that's how you do it when you're kids, right? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, we played house. That was fun. So it's, it's this calling over of the great experience that you had. And this is oh, yeah. so important. So that mm-hmm. when you do do something that feels good, make sure that you let yourself know that, yeah. hey, I took a walk down to the river. You know, I didn't really, it's like, I tell myself a little story. Gosh, I really wasn't feeling like going out because it's cold, but I bundled up and I put my scarf on, I put my Uggs on, I put my hat on and I walked down to the river and I saw the sunset and it was so beautiful. And I moved my body. I feel invigorated. I feel really good. I'm glad I did that. Like I need to say all that, right? I mean, for maybe it was a 15 minute walk, but Maybe that day, a 15 minute walk was a big deal because I really just felt like hiding under the covers that day. Mm-hmm. And so this is the thing. It's, I deserve to feel better. I know, I already know how, because I yeah. have a legacy that has shown me. Yeah. Like I don't need to go to a class. I don't need somebody to teach me. I already know how. It doesn't mean we're not yeah. going to then, you know, get more layers and more education, all of that stuff, but to right. start. believe that you know how trust it go out try something 
see what it's like, and then tell yourself, hey, I did that and Mm -hmm. I feel better. And then that's programming us to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to have the experience and be like, oh, that didn't work. You know, and to not, and to not um, go into like beating up myself mode where it's like, oh, you're so stupid. I can't believe blah, 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 blah. It's more like, oh, that was information. I'm not going to do that thing (laughs) and try something else instead. Exactly. And you can keep switching it as you're going along. And that's why with the, the playground example, it's like when you, when you know, it's not working, you do something else. Like if I had gone to my walk down to the river and be like, oh my gosh, I am freezing. I am not enjoying this. It's like, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, go do something yeah. else, you know? Right. It's right. Okay right. To do that. Now at a certain point we develop disciplines and we find what works for us and everything, but there is this experimentation and this playing with it. And that's the part that I think gets people stuck because in our culture, it's like, we're supposed to be a certain way. We're supposed to have a certain, um, like achievement actually with it. And And we're supposed to know it, everything, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Feeling is not an achievement. Yeah. It's a process. Right. It's a dance. Right. It's, it's actually an integral, regular part of living. We're all healing something. Yeah. At any given time. Yeah. Every day. Exactly. And our bodies are doing it already. So it's just a matter of us catching up, being more (laughs) deliberate. Yeah. Catching up. Uh, But just being more intentional about it. And it's actually happening everywhere. I mean, you know, the example I gave of walking down to the river when it's really cold, well, maybe I get out, like I said, and it's like, oh, it's just too cold. It's so windy. I'm not enjoying this. You know what? I'm going to go home and bake uh, a banana bread, you know, for my family. And I go home and I do that. And I'm still moving in the kitchen. I'm I'm listening to some music and I'm feeling warm because what I realized is, you know what, my body is craving warmth right now. Mm. So it's always yeah. asking, it's this conversation, you know, yes. What, yes. what do I want? What do I need? What is, and it's happening all of the time. So yes. Yes. the biggest gift I feel that I've gotten from this whole, my whole journey with healing and self-healing, which continues to get, um, you know, more and more, um, expanded but it really just Mm. started with in the whole the the basis of it and the biggest gift of it I think is this relationship that I now have with my body this human instrument Mm. that is the vessel for my soul yeah my my mind my emotion my spirit you know And, and we get to dance together and I know that there is a wholeness that I'm already whole but when I get dispersed or feeling scattered or feeling disconnected, I can talk to myself in whatever way, whether it be through writing or through speaking out loud or through moving right. and listening. There's so many ways to listen to ourselves. And I yeah. listen and I respond and I listen and I respond. And that's really, to me, that's, that's kind of what healing is really, right? That's yeah. like yeah. The, the, the kind of the core of it. But that's the tricky part is the listening, you know, because, because people might be listening to us and thinking, oh, I'll try this. I'll try that. I'll try this. I'll try that. Right. And for the overachiever, (laughs) (laughs) recovering overachiever, it's, it's the, am I doing it right? I got to do it right. I got to do it right. You know? So, so let's say I take a walk, 
you know, I take that walk to the river and I'm cold and I'm not enjoying it, but I'm like, nope, Autumn said, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go down to the river and I'm going to enjoy it. Damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you come back and you're like, well, that wasn't exactly healing, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's this, it's this important piece of, of listening to our inner wisdom versus the ego. Because I know for me, like my own, on my own journey, I've always been that, that regimented kid of not, not, I mean, older kid, not the, the play kid, like the, the high school kid where it's like, all right, I got to cross all my T's and dot all my I's and do it the quote unquote right way. You know, if they, if Autumn says that healing is a walk to the river, then I'm going to do it. You know, like, even if it means I'm going to get frostbite on the way, (laughs) you know, so the, the important part is the listening is the listening and, and being able to, and this is, this is something I think that that we need practice with is discerning between um, what our ego voice wants us to do and what our, what our heart wants us or would like. Yes. What our heart knows we need to do. Yes. And that's where the slowing down comes, Mm. you know, which, which doesn't have to be um, meditation in the, you know, sitting kind of meditation. We we have other kinds of meditation and that's where like reading a poem, you know, brings yeah. us to that place. And I, I encourage people to um, read a poem out loud, even if mm. you're alone in the room, you know, hear mm. your own voice. Our voices mm-hmm. are powerful. It's one of the things that uh, tools that I use um, is sounding and, mm. and bringing the voice out. And it is a very powerful healer to hear your own sound. So talk about like, we have the inner voice bring that inner voice out. And, and we feel the resonance of our voice from the inside. Mm -hmm. And then when we bring it out, we then we receive it again through our ears, our own voice. So imagine the power of that. And so I think that's a great way to get out of the loop of the outside voices Mm. of the, you know, um, doing it right kind of thing the should yeah, voices. Where, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I think, um, yeah, no shooting, you know, yeah. just there's yeah. some things that, I mean, I actually wrote that down too. I was like, I'm getting like no more, no more shooting. I'm not shooting anymore. I mean, I still do it, but I made a little declaration, you know, yeah. like I yeah. am giving up shoulds and <laughs> have tos and yes. rewrite that language, you know, yes. instead of have yes. to, it could be, I get to, or yes. Right. Yes. You know, I get I to wake up in the morning, even though yeah. I, mean, I really don't feel like getting up this early or whatever it is, but right. it's like, oh, I get to take a walk. I can walk, you know, I can go, yeah. I get to go outside, right? Yeah. Reframing, yeah. Um, you know, instead of shoulds, it's, right. well, wait, what do I, what do I want? That's one of the hardest questions for us to ask. What do mm-hmm. I want? Mm-hmm. Especially for women. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, am not one of those achiever types. I'm actually quite the rebel. And I, you know, was a good student and not a good student. So just (laughs) both. But but the thing is, is that we need to think of uh, ourselves as students of our own life. Hmm. 
So if you are an achiever and, and you need to, to have a way, this is another little tricking yourself, you know, a way to like, you know, do it quote unquote, right for right. the quote unquote teacher, well, make yourself right. the teacher and make right. your life the school, mm. right? Yeah. Love it. So you have yourself to be accountable to. You have yourself to not, not autumn said, or right, not right, right. And, you know, I mean, obviously for you, it's your own self saying, but it's, right. it's not because it's the right way. Now, of course there are techniques and technologies that do work and they are, uh, they, you know, we need to do certain things, certain ways, but how did those ways get discovered? Right. Right. Experiment, right. Play. Exactly. And this is the instrument that we have to do it with. Yeah. You know, it's only, it has a form. It has a function. So it, it's, it's only going to do, I mean, I can't, you know, bend my leg backwards and things like that. I mean, it's only, it does, you know, it has like a parameters, yeah. but within that, what, what can we do in it? And, and, um, you know, let go of mm. needing to get it right. Or, you know, it's not so easy to just say, okay, I'm just going to let go of that. Right. I get that. So lean into it first. Mm-hmm. Why? Why yeah. do I feel like I need to get it right? Where is that coming from? Um, explore it. Be curious yeah. of whatever it is that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And curious as in like dive a little deeper below yes. those surface questions. Get to the root of it. Be like, you know, where where did this come from? And where did I get these messages? And I yeah. mean, there's so much. There's so much. And I mean, where do are... I feel it in my body? That's yes. That I think is key. Gives, is absolutely key. Where do I feel this in my body, and what does it feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, does it feel tense, or does it does it feel contracting, or does it feel expansive? Yeah, these are these are just giving you clues. You know, yeah, giving clues. yeah. The body never lies. Oh, oh, my friend, this is so amazing. So amazing. Ah, what great conversations we've been having. Um, I love all these topics. I feel like we could do like a whole lecture series on all the little points that we talked about. <laughs> but I wanted to um, to shift gears a bit to the poem that you have brought to the show. What will you share with our listeners today? All right. Yes, thank you. This has been really just so rich and uh, we'll have to plot and plan and craft some sort of workshop and hopefully yeah we want to be outside when it when we can so the poem that i brought today um is called wild spirit dance Mm. wild spirit dance we reach across oceans of time unmeasured souls longing Tracing roots to connect, dreams unrealized, hopes unmet. Searching, seeking for answers already present within. We know the way, though we don't believe it yet. Across oceans of time unmeasured, we dance together in our dreams, in our hips, in our sways, in spiral waves. Dance with me, mother. Dance with me, sister. Dance with me, daughter. We are moving to the rhythm of our hearts, dancing in this tide of confusion, stepping out, stepping in to our spirit dance. 
shaking, laughing spirit dance. Oh joy, find us here, barefoot in the grass. We are ready, we are patient, we are strong, we are not stopping. Thank you. Was that one of your own? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, my God. I, the, the last image of in the grass waiting. Oh, just it just brings it back to that image of, of what you describe as yourself as a little girl, you know, being called to the earth barefoot and just having that spirit of play and light and spark and Oh, all good things. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It was beautiful. (sighs) As, as we started, um, you know, the earth will bring us home. Let mother Mm. earth bring us home. Mm. Mm. Oh, Autumn. Thank you so much for, for being here and for sharing your spirit, for sharing your wisdom all of the teachings, everything. It's, it's just been so beautiful. Um, I really thank you for sharing your time with us. And um, who knows, maybe we will come up with a workshop and uh, plot. Yes, I feel that this <laughs> is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's been such, yes. a, such a pleasure and, and, and such a beautiful, rich conversation, you know, as, as it has been already. And I just feel uh, that we were, certainly meant to meet and I can't wait to meet you in in the in the uh, flesh (laughs) physical the flesh world um yeah I just you know really resonate with all that that you you are doing and and really so thrilled and delighted that we are expanding together you know we rise up together and and just more and more and more yeah uh, the more the more we we play and the more we connect with with our healing the more space we create mm-hmm. for healing for others yeah. to step into that resonance we create the yeah. healing field and so yeah. i really appreciate that you are having these conversations where we can create more of that your service is really really a gift mm. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my listener friends. (sighs) Let's close the practice as we always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time. Namaste. Healing trauma is different for everybody, but it's often overlooked when it comes to women of color. What does healing look like for us? What tools can we use? How can we tap into our own innate power to assist in that healing? In my eight-week course, Heal to Power, I help you through the challenges of healing from traumas, including wounds of racism and sexism, generational trauma, childhood trauma, in ways that work from the inside out. This is not the therapy you know. Get on the wait list when doors open again in late January 2021. Go to suryagiyan.com slash heal to power waitlist for more info because you are worth healing. Your best life starts now.